Welcome to the Fantasy Professors brought to you by Man Cave Sports. Today's date is October 26th, 2016, and on this episode we're going to be talking with you guys about who we think are trending up and trending down in the fantasy realm, as well as who our starts of the weeks are. If you have any questions about who you think you should start, you can DM us on Twitter. Our handle is mcsports365. That's also the domain name of our website, www.mcsports365.com. You can check back there if you uh, want to see what's going on in the rest of the sports world. We don't just cover fantasy football at Man Cave Sports. We cover other sports as well. But yeah, let's go. Fantasy professors are back. It's been a while, but I'm here with Dylan McDonald, the doctor himself. He's actually going to get us kicked off with a nice little injury report. Got some, got some interesting stuff out there, huh? Certainly some interesting stuff. All right, so the first guy I want to look at is a guy we've actually looked at in two other fantasy uh, reports. Um, John Brown, wide receiver for the Cardinals. So this is a little bit interesting than his typical just blunt trauma um, injuries that he's had in the past. We're looking at more of a hematologic issue. Um, so recently, uh, John Brown had uh, some underwent some blood tests and showed that he actually carries the sickle cell trait, which is different from sickle cell anemia. You know, he doesn't have the full-blown, um, you know, constant sickle red blood cells, but he does carry the trait, which means bottom line is when he is undergoing, um, you know, strict, uh, sorry, strenuous physical activity, he's out in the heat, is being dehydrated, his red blood cells will be then begin to sickle slightly, which sickle, you know, obviously just like a, a crescent-shaped red blood cell. Um, so just to kind of back it up a little bit, red blood cells' primary use is to deliver oxygen to the tissues. So you would pretty imagine... Important. It, pretty Yeah, pretty <laughs> important. You would imagine as a uh, high-caliber wide receiver who is constantly running through a lot of aerobic exercise that uh, he would need very proficient red blood cells. So... Um, he is limited in practice today uh, because of this hamstring issue. Now, he didn't actually injure the hamstring. It's more of what we like to call in the medical field um, rhido, sorry, rhabdomyolysis, which is essentially muscle breakdown secondary to these sickled red blood cells um, not being able to deliver enough oxygen to the tissues. So essentially, he's having a bit of muscle breakdown secondary to this hematologic condition. Um, so does does that have any long term impact with him? So these since he is a he's really just a carrier of the trade itself. Um, you know, as long as he's hydrating proficiently um, and able to take breaks, he he actually should be fine. This yeah. is not to say chronic. You know, it's not going to be a long standing condition where he's going to be fighting it forever. I think that this is actually fairly manageable for, for John Brown. Yeah, um, I, saw, just, I saw that he's probable this week. Bruce Arians came out and said that they fully expect him to play. The reason why he didn't play last week is because they just didn't really know what was going on, essentially. And, that, and that's exactly right. They were unsure why he was, you know, coming up with these, basically like this extreme muscle soreness, despite not being, you know, tackled brutally or anything like that. So yeah. um, I, I would expect him to play. Another great thing with him, um, well, 
not you know, great for the Cardinals, but great for his fantasy stock is the fact that Jaron Brown, an unrelated wide receiver, is uh, had, had an ACL tear last week, so he's out for the season. Uh, Michael Floyd, I know, is also battling a hamstring. Um, so this is potentially good for John Brown and his fantasy stock. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, okay, so that was kind of our, you know, extensive injury we have. I have um, just a few more quick hits I wanted to touch on. So Devonta Freeman running back for the Falcons. Um, he was limited today in practice. I think he's, uh, you know, dealing with a hip strain, hip pointer. Um, he is likely to play. However, he was seen um, wearing the, you know, the black non-contact, uh, non-contact jersey uh, in practice this week. Fun, fun little fact. Teammate Tevin Coleman also has the sickle cell anemia. Oh, he does? Yeah. And yeah. I know he is, is – is it hamstring for him as well? I'm not sure, but I know that he was uh, – they, they, were, they weren't sure if they were going to let him play in the Denver game because of the altitude. Oh, kind of, exactly right. Kind yeah, of like Ryan Clark. Clark. Yeah. Yes, the high altitude kind of actually acts as a um, – it doesn't act the same mechanism as dehydration, but it has the same factor upon the red blood cell sickling. Um, okay, so next guy I wanted to look at was Shady, LaShawn McCoy running back for the Bills. Uh, did not practice today due to that gimp hamstring, uh, hamstring he's been playing on. Um, he is week to week, and he, you know, he tried to go last week. I think they really overstretched him a bit um, yeah, that, and re-aggravated it, essentially. I, yeah, I, I don't understand what the Bills' thought process was behind playing him. Throughout the whole week, they're like, look, we did this last year. He tried to play through an injury. He just made it worse. We're really going to take our time with him this year. Going to make <laughs> sure he's fully thing. healthy. They end up playing him. They freaking lose to the Dolphins, who are terrible, and he reaggravates it. So my, my personal opinion on this guy, whether to sit, start, I would actually recommend sitting this guy. Yeah, uh, this I week. agree. I agree. Um, okay, next guy, and this is hometown favorite, Des Bryant, wide receiver Cowboys. Thank God he's coming back <laughs> this week um, from the hairline fracture to um, – uh, right, his uh, lateral tibial plateau. Um, it's essentially just where his um, his tibia, the bone that connects to the knee, um, it's it's like this kind of this um, right below the patella, right? The patella is where he cracked, had a small crack on uh, on his tibia. He's back. Um, he was limited at practice today, um, but thank God, what has it been? He hasn't played since week three, so I know yeah. Cowboys fans are really excited to see him get back on the field. Yeah, I, I'm personally, I was. Not sure if I wanted the Cowboys to kind of let him sit, but hindsight 2020, I really am glad that they kind of let him fully heal. He's always had injury problems in the past. Make sure this is done and dusted. Don't have to worry about for this this season. And I honestly think the Cowboys could not have asked for a better bye week, the oh, timing-wise in the schedule. So I oh, thought that was uh, him and Romo. a little lucky. <laughs> if you yeah, with him and Romo. If you want to consider Romo relevant anymore, I don't know. To your own <laughs> we <opinion>. shall see. <laughs> Um, all right, next guy. Now, this guy, this is a little bit of an odd injury. So, C.J. Anderson, uh, running back for the Broncos. I believe he took a helmet to uh, to the knee last week. Um, it's it's kind of a rather undisclosed knee injury. Um, you know, some are saying he's expected to miss at least a few weeks. I've even seen some reports coming out of potentially missing the rest of the season, which is huge. Um, obviously, that scared him because uh, he wasn't in practice. He was actually in San Fran uh, at, at an orthodox. Um, receiving an, uh, an additional MRI and a second opinion on that knee injury. So I, I watched that happen live, and it didn't look weird at all. You could tell he was hurt because he just sat down on the ground. But he got up, walked off, came back in, and played some more. And uh, yeah, he actually had a know. great game. He like he yeah. was their offensive weapon after that. So you know, I'm I'm not super concerned as far as his performance because. 
he, he was doing great. That could have been a little bit of adrenaline playing in, but, um, you know, he must have not a gr gotten a great report from that initial MRI, you know, for him to go travel across the country essentially and go receive an additional opinion. So Yeah, because isn't it's true that you can tear your ACL and still play on it, right? Oh, yeah. Look at um, what Joe Flacco did last season. Yeah. He finished the game out with an ACL tear. You know, like I said, I, I do think, especially as a running back, that, you know, your uh, adrenal system is going to kick in and uh, you're going to be running on a lot of adrenaline taking hits like that. But um, I, uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And I, if you're a if you're a CJ Anderson fan, I would closely monitor the situation coming into the week. Um, obviously, he's not going to be playing for the next couple of weeks, but um, monitor the extent of that injury. Yep. OK, um, next one. Oh, my gosh. Andrew Luck, he was praying to God today that this happened. Dante Moncrief for the for the uh, Colts wide receiver came back. Now this is along with Hilton, basically their number two threat as far as um, wide receivers go. Um, he's coming off that scapular fracture, um, so he returned to practice, expected to play, um, should actually do pretty well against the Chiefs. I expect. Um, he even said himself, "I'd be surprised if I don't play." Um, look to snag this guy off waivers if, you know, a lot of owners dropped him early in the season. Yep. I, I agree. I've been following him a lot because I personally have him on my own Dynasty League team. I was reading today that he he was a limited participant and that he expects to play on Sunday, but that it may be in a limited role. So I don't – if you have another option, I don't think I would throw him into your lineup this first week. I, th I would take a wait-and-see approach, see his snap percentages, how often he's actually in the game. He's a real possession receiver, whereas T.Y. Hilton's kind of the burner. So he's definitely someone Matt or uh, Andrew Luck's been lacking. Oh yeah, I, I think this is really going to boost. Uh, I mean, Andrew Luck has, has surprisingly been doing doing pretty well um, with the weapons he has right now. I think adding Moncrief will significantly help their passing game, especially because they're down three fourths the game. Yeah, it, <laughs> I think it, the, the most beneficial thing though would be if uh, Dante Moncrief could actually block for Andrew Luck because no one's blocking for him. I agree. Yeah, that that is so painful to watch. I feel bad for Andrew Luck at times. Um, okay, last guy got quick hit. Um, Matt Jones, running back for the Redskins. Um, he had some knee soreness this week after the game. Uh, did not pl did not practice today. Um, he's pretty much uncertain for the weekend. Uh, I if I'm an owner, which I am an owner of Matt Jones, um, I've been monitoring this guy. Um, supposedly he's having a lot of pain with lateral movements, which is. You know, a, a terrible string of words to hear if you are a running back, essentially, you know, with doing a lot of cutting and explosive movements. So um, especially with Chris Thomas, uh, uh, is that Chris Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. Thompson, thank you, Thompson. Oh, that is all right. Um, Chris Thompson, he had a great game uh, last week with with um, Matt Jones kind of coming up on this knee injury. So um, I, I personally am going to sit him and I would recommend other players do the same. All right. Is that all? Is that all you got for the injuries? That's all I got. That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> NFL's been uh, pretty banged up this year, I feel like. As always. The next thing we got is this good old stock watch where we uh, each have two players that we think are trending up, whereas I guess they've shown uh, promise to continue this throughout the rest of the season. And also we have two players that are trending down, and it's kind of the opposite of that. I'll get us kicked off first with our my first personal trending up player with Jacquez Rogers, the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is honestly solely because there is no one else in that backfield. Doug Martin aggravated his in re aggravated his injury in practice the other week. So he's out for two or three more weeks. Charles Sims is on the IR. So it's literally just quiz Rogers over the two games that he's been 
uh, the sole running back. He's averaged 28 carries and 4.6 yards per carry, which is very, very productive for a fantasy running back. I think we'd be talking about him a lot more if he had scored a touchdown. And by me, by we, I mean the fantasy community. Uh, he hasn't found the end zone yet, so I don't think his numbers are as inflated as they can be. But I, I look for him to have a good uh, next couple weeks coming up. I completely agree. I mean, and, and I agree to all the points that you just mentioned. And plus, going, uh, you know, playing at home versus Oakland, a team who gives us uh, actually the most total yards um, this this season. I expect Jaquez Rogers to not only find the end zone but uh, run for at least 100-plus. Absolutely. And my second one I've got is good old Jack Doyle, the tight end for the <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts. Kind of another injury uh, pushed him into this position that he's in. Dwayne Allen is out for three to five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Doyle's had double-digit targets, or he had double-digit targets last week. He's a real red zone threat, honestly. Someone that Andrew Luck has kind of been missing over the past couple of years. Plus, I think with Dante Moncrief coming back, I think it only helps Jack Doyle. <clears throat> he's Even while he's been splitting time with Allen throughout the season, he's found the end zone four times, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I, I look for him to be able to continue uh, his assertion into the top i would say top six or seven tight ends in the league for you know and i agree with this kind of piggybacking off you know the poor raiders defense and i I think this the best guy or the best stat for this guy is his physique uh, what six six two seventy nearly i mean he is actually a huge guy he's freaking massive he's massive i think you are you hit it, the, the nail right on the head by saying he's an excellent Red zone threat. I expect him to score a touchdown this, uh, this what, week. What more can you want from a fantasy tight end that's not Gronk or Jordan Reed? You know, if they're scoring a touchdown every other game, I'm personally very happy with that. And and also, you know, this obviously doesn't play as much into the fantasy perspective, but just just based off Jack Doyle's sheer size, he will be able to give Andrew Luck additional time with his pass block. Yep, I completely agree. What do you got for okay. us? All right, so um, <laughs> this has been kind of a Colts-related uh, podcast, but my guy that's trending up is Andrew Luck. Um, you know, just really based off the, the, the couple things we've been saying, you know, Moncrief's coming back. I mean, Hilton has been phenomenal. Gosh, that dude has been carrying them as far as receiving yards go. Um, you know, kind of some of the other things we were saying, um, Oakland's poor defense. Um, and in I know Oakland, uh, Oakland they do have some, some great – Offensive weapons. So if Oakland does get off to an early start, you know, like like typically teams do against Indianapolis, Indianapolis, they're going to be playing from behind, you know. So yeah. I expect Andrew Luck to be a gunslinger this weekend, um, you know, and he's been putting up what nearly thirty points the past two weeks in fantasy. I expect him to keep keep it up with Moncrief. I completely agree. Can only help, right? Can only help. I agree. Um, okay, next guy I got. Um, gosh, this guy is certainly trending up. Jay AJ for uh, the Miami Dolphins running back. Um, I mean, I don't. I, what was the stat on the last time someone ran back to back two hundred plus yards? He's only he's the fourth person to ever do it. The other fourth three. Uh, let me think. Ricky Williams once. OJ Simpson did OJ, it twice, yeah. and I can't remember the third guy. And uh, um, Eric Dickerson, no? Yep, yep. You're right. You're right. Okay, cool. Um, Pretty good company, okay. I would say. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm impressed with this guy. You know, back-to-back 200 yards, uh, he, he's a three-down back for sure. I mean, he's had four touchdowns in the last three weeks. I'm really impressed with this guy. Let me tell you a funny story for a sec. There's a guy in my uh, in my league, a shout-out to my friend Tad. He uh, he had Jay on his bench. I said, I said, Tad, you know, I wasn't playing him this week, so I was like, Tad, 
please, please tell me you haven't looked at your lineup. Why is J.A.J. on the bench? He said, oh, you know, I was going to I was gonna start X over him, you know, just some secondary running back. I said, Tad, if you do not start that guy, I'm going to kick you out of the freaking league, my friend. Uh, he is going to go off this weekend. Start him, smells, uh, smells like some collusion to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was merely just, you know, friendly advice. Yeah, I think he needs it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he, you know, and he went off and he texts me later and says, dude, thank you so much. I owe you. <laughs> and I was just, just laughing that off. So, yes, J.A.J. certainly trending up. I completely agree. I mean, Arian Foster's gone now. Who else is in that backfield? Damian Williams. We both are fans of Oklahoma. I honestly forgot he played at Oklahoma. I forgot that's, he played That's how there. irrelevant oh, he is, honestly. Uh, uh, ride, ride the JHIE train. Yes. Uh, uh, now, okay, I'll, I'll go, go ahead with the two trending down. My first one's a pretty big name. Uh, I'm also an owner of this guy. Pretty painful for me to say, but Allen Robinson. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of talk amongst the fantasy community about how he has just not produced at all this year and how uh, he's not even startable at this point, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I agree with some of the stuff being said, but I don't think his fall from grace is as big as people are making it out to be. I think he was a predominant wide receiver, one to start the year. He's had, he's had two or three decent to good games. He scored two touchdowns in a game, which obviously helps. Uh, but I think he shifted more to the wide receiver two. A lot of people are saying he's t- down to the wide receiver three, maybe even not even flexing him, kind of an option. But I, I, crunched, I crunched some numbers, and I came out that he, through this part last season, or no, through the whole entire year last season, he averaged 9.4 targets a game. He's been known as the target monster and blah, blah, blah. Blake Bortles just feeds him the ball. And you look, and he doesn't have very many receptions this year. But his targets actually haven't dropped that much. 9.4 last year. So far this year, it's 9.2. Not not a real difference that's going to make a huge fantasy implication, you know. But uh, I, I think the problem with Allen Robinson is he's just very touchdown dependent. This time last year, he had six touchdowns. Now he only has three what, you're playing a six-point league, that's 18 more points. He scores the same amount of touchdowns as last year. We're not having this conversation, essentially. Yeah, I mean, so essentially what you're what you're saying here is he's getting the same amount of targets. The biggest problem with Allen Robinson is he can't catch the ball this year. Dude, yeah, dude, he, he, he had some bad drops. It was rough. But so, I, go ahead. I was just saying, I don't think that's permanent. You know, I, I don't think that's the new status quo for Allen Robinson. I think he has good hands. I think it's all in his head right now. Mentally, he came out after the game and said that he's he's trying he's pushing himself too much. He's trying to make these plays that in reality he just needs to let it come to him. I watched him do a little post shot across the middle uh, last Sunday, wide stinking open, hit him straight in the hands, and he just it looked like brick hands. It looked like me out there basically. <laughs> I mean, that that's painful. It sounds like the guy just needs to do really just a mental regroup and just kind of let last season go. He went off. He did well. Now move on and try to build from that. You know, you, you have to take each game as a new one, it seems yeah. like, for this guy. Because you're right. He does have the potential. I'm not saying that he can't catch the ball or he's, you know, a terrible wide receiver. I think he has the potential. He just needs to get his head on straight. I completely agree. And I think, uh, last thing about him, I think the problem – doesn't stem from Allen Robinson as much as it stems from Blake Bortles. He's had a rough year. He's had a real rough year so far. The Jaguars have not lived up to expectations. Uh, I'm hoping that 
he can kind of find his groove through the second half of the season. I, I do think Al Robinson will be productive, maybe not at the same level he was last year uh, because of his touchdowns, but I'm, I'm still starting him as my wide receiver too, personally. I, I'd agree. I'd say he, he falls in the WR2 uh, position at this point. All right. My second downward trender is we already talked about him already this podcast, Mr. Matt Jones. I, in my dynasty league, I was an owner of Matt Jones to start the season, and I traded him away because I fully believe in a guy by the name of Robert Kelly. Rob, Rob Kelly's undrafted. He was the fourth string uh, running back for the Redskins to start out the preseason. I watched a Redskins preseason game, and he freaking looked like a beast. So I picked up Rod, Rob Kelly, and I proposed a trade with Matt Jones and Chris Thompson because I don't think the Redskins offense is going to be that productive this year. It has been at times so far, uh, but I don't think Matt Jones is the answer long term. I'm uh, curious, who'd you, who'd you ask for for the uh, two uh, Washington running backs? So the trade, the trade I made for Dynasty League was Matt Jones, Chris Thompson, and Kamar Aiken for Dante Moncrief. Okay. So okay. It, I. I wouldn't say it's worked out because Moncrief has been hurt, but I do think it's kind of worked out in the sense that Kamar Aiken's been booty. Um, Matt Jones has been so hot or cold and injury prone that who knows if he's going to play this week kind of a deal. And Chris Thompson, it's just like, are you going to start Chris Thompson over anyone in your lineup? Probably not. That's an interesting trade. But uh, yeah. I got I got some stats to back up my Matt Jones uh, theory. He's okay. averaged in Redskin wins. He's averaged – um, four points, or sorry, he's averaged 12 points fantasy wise in Redskins wins. In Redskins losses, he's averaged 4.7. You're going to say, yeah, sure, because when they're losing, they're going to throw the ball. Okay, I hear you. Uh, in losses, he's averaged 3.7 yards per carry. And in wins, he's averaged 5.1 yards per carry. Mm. Big difference. And I do think the games coming up are pretty freaking brutal. Uh, listen to these next six games they've got. Okay. Bengals, Vikings, Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals, Eagles. I all at least top half league defenses. Pretty brutal. Yeah. If I'm a Matt Jones owner, which thankfully I'm not anymore, I'm trading. I'm trying to trade him away right now. Yeah, I uh, I've been uh, scavenging the leagues in the teams <laughs> round and see who wants this guy. I might be able to uh, get someone to buy him high, but we'll see what I can do with that. Uh, okay, so next turning down, what do you got? Those are my two, Allen Robinson oh, and Matt Jones. Okay, so the two I have turning down. Um, so first one I picked was Phillip Rivers, quarterback for the Chargers. Now, I know he actually does perform quite well um, fantasy-wise. I'm just – I was looking at the future schedule and just thinking, you know, how long can they rely on Melvin Gordon? How long can this – you know, it, it, maybe it's a bubble. Maybe he truly is just an exceptional back. I mean, he's practically leading the league uh, or leading the running backs in uh, in fantasy points. But I just think with this week in particular, it's a tough road game in Denver this week. Um, so based on what I'm trying to get to is if Gordon is stuffed, I think that their offense may essentially be shut down. They're going to have to go to a gunslinger approach, which Philip Rivers can do. But versus a, a you know extremely stout uh, def, uh, def, no, I'm sorry Denver defense, I think it could be a challenge for him this week. I completely agree. Uh, I do think Melvin Gordon, in my personal opinion, I think that what he's doing is sustainable. Uh, I mean, he's not 
tearing it up on the ground. It's the touchdowns as he's freaking killing it. He has eight touchdowns already, which is absurd. Absurd. Um, but he's not averaging much above three yards a carry, which isn't overwhelming. Uh, so I, I do think that no matter what, they're going to feed him the ball. I think that's something that uh, the Chargers have struggled with in the past is that their offense has been very one-dimensional, whereas now they're kind of starting to, okay, we may not be successfully running the ball, but it still gives that thought to the defensive minds to where, oh, well, they may be running it here. Who knows? You get a broken play, Tyrell Williams, 60-yard touchdown, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, next guy. This guy is quite obviously trending down. Um, I selected a Doug Martin running back for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I, I got excited. I got excited when this guy was going to come back. I kind of wanted to see a little bit of vintage, you know, 40-plus point, 40-plus uh, fantasy point Doug Martin come out. But it looks like this guy is going to be, you know, dealing with this hamstring injury for, for a minute. So, um, you know, he's obviously expected not to play this week. He's week-to-week week at this time. And that kind of just leads to additional stock into Jaquise Wad- uh, Rogers with how well he's doing right now. So I expect this guy, I mean, it's kind of like a Romo situation where it's like, do you really want to bring him back when he's healthy? Because this Jaquise Rogers guy is doing significantly better than he does with <laughs> with a younger legs, you know. So um, it's kind of an interesting situation for their uh, for their running back core. Yeah, I, I do think that when he comes back, he will play just because they're paying him so much money. It's almost like they're <laughs> obligated <laughs> to. Uh, but I do think that it is concerning that he is always getting hurt. I mean, look back the last two years, something's always wrong, a bum ankle, strain hammy, that kind of stuff, you know, uh, something to definitely be concerned about going forward. It seems like his trade high window is closing very quickly. Oh, so I think I think it's gone, personally. Yeah, if, if not completely gone, you're right. Um, okay, so if you don't mind, that actually kind of – you know, puts me in a tangent to uh, for our next segment of, of starts of the week. Uh, this is essentially just looking at, um, you know, who we think is actually going to have a great week for this week in particular. And, so, and not not like uh, Mike Evans and uh, oh yeah Antonio no, Brown. Yeah, we're, we're trying we're trying to find the diamonds in the rough for you listeners out there. Exactly. So kind of piggybacking off the Doug Martin and uh, um, the Jaquise Rogers that you were talking about, I actually think the start of the week is Jaquise Rogers. I think that this guy, as we've said countless times, he's going to blow open Oakland. Doug Martin's out. Um, oh, uh, you know, they've, they've allowed so many yards in Oakland. I think that this guy has potential to, you know, run for 100-plus and find the end zone. I completely agree. Uh, my One of my stars of the week is also been sort of talked about in a way. Uh, Devontae Booker. With C.J. Anderson out, I'm looking for Devontae to just take the whole workload and run the ball because you know how uh, Mr. Kubiak likes to hand the ball off in the back, yeah. in that backfield. So far this season, Devontae Booker's at 4.8 yards per carry, which is pretty impressive for a rookie. Uh, the longer he's been there, the more he's getting to know the offense, so I think he's getting com- more comfortable each and every week. Plus, he's a big back. He's 5'11", 212. Uh, I mean, if they're on the goal line, he's probably going to get the goal line carries. I don't see anyone else kind of stepping up in front of him. Maybe their sneaky little fullback, Yanovich or whatever from Nebraska yeah. or wherever yeah, he's from. Um, but yeah, that's I, I really like Devontae Booker this week. I actually completely agreed. He was my second start of the week, Devontae Booker. I mean, as you just said, you know, CJ's going to be out. Uh, I, I highly expect this guy to be 
um, at least a flex play, if not a potential RB2. Yeah, I think that if you're in a daily fantasy leagues out there, Devontae Booker is probably super cheap. They probably haven't mm-hmm. f- fixed his price yet out on DraftKings and FanDuel. I would definitely go and pick him up. He can catch out of the backfield as well, which is, only helps for DraftKings where it's PPR. Definitely go hop on that. Uh, and the last start of the week we've got, or at least my personal start of the week, is John Brown. I really love John Brown. Over the last three games with Carson Palmer at the helm, excluding the game with Drew Stanton Thursday night whenever Carson Palmer was concussed or whatever, uh, John Brown's had 11.3 targets per game, which is a freaking ton. Mm. Obviously, his injury is kind of, meh, maybe he'll play, maybe he'll not, but the fact that Arians came out said that they fully expect him to play and he's probable, the probable tag, I think the stat is like 96% of the time they actually end up playing if they're listed as probable. I really like John Brown. You already mentioned Jaron Brown, not to be confused with John Brown, <laughs> towards ACL and is out for the rest of the season, which I think only helps uh, throw some more targets over to John Brown's way. Who knows? I, I, I think I think the biggest benefit to John Brown, especially if you're doing a daily fantasy league, is his home run hitting capability. He can right. break an ADR touchdown because he's just so freaking fast. And I hope with my sickle cell trait uh, injury report, that didn't scare too many owner, uh, uh, owners. Th- that trait, that disease, is completely manageable for uh, for the team. He, I mean, they'd really just have to double his hydrate, hydration up a bit. He should be completely fine. Like he, like, he basically doesn't even have it. Honestly, I think it's a blessing in disguise that he found out about it so that they can treat it more efficiently. Absolutely. Well, you got anything else? That's all I got, my friend. All right. Well... Guys, you know, you can always check out our website at www.mcsports365.com. We've got some sweet articles going up. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at mcsports365. And, yeah, until next time. Peace.